It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We have special guest Rod Morrow, writer for the Game Theory with Bomani Jones on today to discuss his thoughts on the Hornets' second overall selection and also to get some nicknames rolling in with whatever rookie pairs with LaMelo. That's all today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free. We're available anywhere you get your podcast. That does include YouTube. And this episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you're watching us on YouTube, you see a first time appearance from someone who listens to the show. And is also more famous than the show he listens to. He is a writer <laughs> on Game Theory with Bomani Jones. You may have heard of it. You can find it on HBO. He also hosts an award-winning podcast, The Black Guy Who Tips. Find him on Twitter, at Rodimus Prime. Rod, it's a pleasure, man. This is something that should have happened a long time ago. And you're decked out. I appreciate you repping the Hornets right here on LOH. How are you feeling? First time on a pod that you listen to. How are you, how are you feeling? Uh, right? Good, man. I'm a big fan of you guys. Uh, I didn't know y'all would do this at 8.30 in the morning. I'm on Friday's <laughs> hours, so I'm even more impressed by both of you now that I know you record this early because uh, y'all are so upbeat at this time where I feel like I need about another One hour and a half. Well, Doug is – I'm so impressed with Doug at this point because his energy is through the roof at eight my brain hasn't turned on yet i'm still just waking up here so uh but no i'm a big fan and I, thank you for having me well well that means a lot that's doug branson who rod is talking about you can find his work on every hornetsboxscore.com no but th this is the thing this is this is doug going adam sandler uncut gems this is how i win <laughs> doug wakes up early as hell and I myself, I myself am still trying to turn my brain on, but this is always how Doug has been. I'm sure to no surprise of the listeners, this dude wakes up even before, right? Like this is, this is not eight, by the way, the dude's in Nashville. It's mm -hmm. seven o'clock hour over there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a different breed that Doug Branson is a part of when he's giving you severance, Doug, riding the elevator up and down. That's all at 7. AM. That's all 7. AM stuff. Well, I'll, I'll give, I'll give all of you the secret. And it's that I just wake up in, in the morning and I snort Jamal Mashburn highlights and Baron Davis highlights over and over. Oh, and yeah. then Woo. I do the show and then I take a seven hour nap. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's well, that's secret. some real that's some real sicko behavior. By the way, you can that's listen right. to me. We talk Jamal Mashburn highlights too on WFNZ, twelve to three every weekday. But that's some real sicko behavior, right? And Rod, this has been the theme of the off season. It was about as it was as bad as it could possibly get. No yeah. one could have expected that many injuries. Now, I guess at the end, you're rewarded with the second overall pick. So when Doug was questioning 
to the Lord's above, it can't all be for nothing. It wasn't. I think Doug's <laughs> yeah. prayers were heard here, which thank you, Doug, for all that power. Waking up at 7 a.m. and praying to the Hornets' gods, it worked for <laughs> us just a little bit. So with the sicko behavior, this has to be something you identify with, though, right? Because you mm -hmm. are you go to the games quite a bit. When you're back in Charlotte after riding for Bomani in yeah. New York City for a while, you're going to a lot of the Hornets' games. I have to imagine that you're a big-time sicko. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty sick. You know, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely uh, try to get to as many games as possible. We have like half season tickets uh, to the Hornets and uh, we started that last year, which was awesome. Cause it was, mm -hmm. you know, like the year they like won, uh, what 20 games more than they had won two years before. So it was like, this is, we're on the move. We're going up. And then this season <laughs> it was, uh, you know, like the, the, the basketball gods were just, cursing us left and right it's like every game we went to another person was done for the year and so by the end it really felt like uh we were sick you know because we were going to be like for the more thor movement we were going to see <laughs> yeah. you know could cody get could, uh, we were going to see like who could plumly get traded like that was like we we're like yo if he gets another triple double dude he might be out of here so like yeah we were rooting for some weird stuff this week this year so i, I think that makes us pretty sick Oh, every yeah. time, I mean, every time we had to look at Mason Plumley's face on one of those Domino's free pizza, uh, you know that—that's the feel. When someone asks, like, "What is the sickness? What is that feeling?" It's the feeling you get when you look at a Mason Plumley Domino's half-off pizza tweet, <laughs> and he's smiling back at you, and you understand all of the pain that you've had to endure—not just last season, but so many seasons. And and we had someone in the sicko satchel ask us if you have to hold on to hope to be a sicko. Like, does there have to be an element to hope to all of this? So what do you think about that, Rod? Do you have to, can, can you be a nihilistic sicko? Can you just, can you, is it possible to watch all of these games and truly believe that nothing great is going to happen? Or do you have to have a modicum of hope to hold on to? My personal belief, my dogma is hope. Like I'm a, I'm probably the most optimistic Hornets fan you're, gonna, you're ever going to meet. Um, so to me, hope is essential in being a Hornets fan because he's so far gone, dog. He's so far gone. It's if just... you have if you have nothing, there's no reason. Like even this season, I was I I was talking to Walker and I was like, well, that just means we got to get like it's got to get this good pick. It's got to like can't be for nothing. We can't get the fourth pick. The fourth, the guys wouldn't let that happen, you know. So I, and I was proven right, you know. Shout out to basketball Jesus, Larry Bird, but we we made it because we have hope and i think even this season we tanked the right way meaning that i never went to a hornets game and felt like they were playing to lose i always felt like they'd like to win the people on the court would like to win the coach would like to win probably wasn't gonna happen but we you know you have to have hope in that so personally i think it's hard to be a sicko if you didn't believe like alexis agenda was gonna work out at some point <laughs> yeah <laughs> A hundred percent. Well, see, to me, yes, you're still a sicko if you have the hope. Like that's yeah. that's the that's a part of the disease here. That is a symptom of the disease. There's no doubt about it, in my opinion. So, and Doug, you were saying like you're even you're even further gone than that, right? Like it's not a sicko part. It's not a sicko quality anymore. It's something worse. 
Well, no, I mean, well, the sickness has is part of my DNA at this point. Like, I mean, I believe that they will get 50 wins at some point. And yes, Alexis was Wimby before Wimby. We have to remember that. No, don't you do that to Wimby. Uh, So, uh, Rod, so where's your head at on this draft pick? Number two overall, uh, a lot of people like Scoots. Uh, There are a lot of passionate people that like Mm. Brandon Miller. Um, So where's your head at on this pick right now? So a couple things. I I don't know how sick it makes me, but I low-key would love for Wimby not to be as good as people think. <laughs> I would love, like, that's how, that's how, I, I got so upset when people were like, thank God he went to the Spurs, Charlotte would have ruined him. I'm like, we don't yeah, ruin right good players. It's not, we might draft not good players, but we don't ruin good players. That's not our reputation. Why are you putting right. that on us? Um, I would love for, so that's already how sick I am. I'd love for, whoever we get to be better than Wimby for us to be like, Oh, looks like, looks like everyone had the wrong train. Um, then the second thing is, uh, out of Scoot and Miller, the main thing that I know about them are just highlights from YouTube. Like I'm not even going to pretend mm-hmm. that I have some. Right. No, this is, this is what, well, let, let's just say this is all, this is a vibe segment. This is a feeling okay. segment. We're talking this out. I mean, Rod's got, he doesn't have schadenfreude. He has schadenfrench. He wants Wimby to fail. <laughs> so this is, yeah, what's your what's your vibe on this, on on these two guys? So I like Scoot from his highlights. I like him more because I think he's, like, explosive. Um, I think also, like, he looks ready to play. I keep having these thoughts of, like, him and Melo on the court at the same time and Melo being able to kick it out to somebody that can also still create another opportunity for somebody else, which doesn't happen as much right now. You know, I think the closest we have is you could probably argue Terry. Sometimes you can kick it to him and he'll create a shot for someone else, but it's it's very low, very low chance that that happens. So I do love that. Um, I don't really worry about the defense and stuff. I'd love to just be able to someone else to get it on a break and, make a play that's not mellow, you know, like so often I feel like anyone catches on a break, they either better score or, or that's it. Like we don't have like another option. So I'd love to see that. Um, I think also that could eventually solve some roster issues for players that people would like to be expendable that I don't think are expendable at the moment, but you get a certain amount of play from like a young guy. Now you're like, "Eh, maybe, maybe you get out of here by the all-star break, you know? So I yeah. love Scoot. Um, the other thing, though, is watching them Brandon Miller highlights. Now, they are highlights, so they're not mm-hmm. showing him messing up. But, mm-hmm. man, that dude looks good, too, man. I <laughs> like, like, I, like, legitimately, I would not be disappointed with either pick. I, the main thing I even worry about with Brandon Miller is the, the off-the-court stuff from Alabama and just can this fan base, can this front office take another, like, just pummeling through the PR gambit. Like, do we want to do that again? Like, it just feels like maybe uh, maybe off limits for us, but not off limits. You know, it's like how I, it's like how you get a certain age and you're like, I'm not going to eat this whole cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) But if somebody else want to eat it, I totally get that y'all should eat that cheesecake. And I feel like the Hornets are at the Cheesecake Factory probably should not get eat that Brandon Miller cheesecake. Well, <laughs> you're talking a lot about how it's margins, right? I mean, there's things to like about both of these players, and that's what makes this pick so difficult for the Charlotte Hornets. It's not clear-cut. So let me throw one argument at you and see what you uh, think about this that, that I think may break up the tie here. Mm-hmm. 
the NBA cannot allow a player named Scoot not to succeed. Like a guy yeah. that's named it's, Scoot cannot not succeed. Thing, man. Yeah. There have been countless Brandon Millers that have come through the NBA and and washed out. But mm-hmm. not I just I just cannot fathom that the NBA would allow a Scoot to fail. That's a good that is a good point. You know, it's such a marketable nickname right away. Uh he's like come how many one name players are there even in the NBA like that that we would have two of them at that point, you know, we'd have Melo and we'd have Scoot. So, yeah, I definitely feel you on that and uh they would they need to plug all their resources into it. Although I'm not a big believer in the NBA truly having a hand in the success of players in the draft cuz you know, I feel like like it, like people think they made Wimby go to San Antonio, but I'm like, if they had their druthers, they'd just be making everybody go to LA right. and New York every year. So I don't think, I don't think the NBA has, I don't think <laughs> the, the grand, the grand way no. you're telling me, you're telling me the grand conspiracy does not run through the Alamo through the Texas it's desert for years, okay. man, Tim Duncan, David Robinson. This is how they win. Yeah. This is exactly how the NBA wins is they send them to San Antonio. All right, Rod, I, I did. I, I gave you somewhat of a task, only if you wanted to accept it, with the nickname proposition of if Scoot Henderson was to be drafted by Charlotte or Brandon Miller. I came up with a couple. I came up with one for each. Were you able to come up with any nicknames? Like, what's here we are. Scoot's fantastic. It's exa- mm-hmm. I completely agree with Doug. Me, Doug, I don't know if you and I have agreed on anything more than we have about the whole Scoot stuff here. Like, mm-hmm. it's the most on-page we've ever been on this podcast it's true it doesn't make for great podcasting but we we have to be real yeah. about it i do yeah, wonder I have, though have y'all i wonder if the draft taking place so long after the draft lottery has driven y'all a little bit mad because I, I do feel like y'all are now <laughs> I, I feel like if we don't get scooped Y'all are gonna need some time. To well, you know I, what? I keep I keep checking the cat. I keep checking the calendar. I feel like I've checked the calendar for three weeks, and there's four weeks to go. Every single like, what is what's going on? No, but this is the thing, and this is what I've kicked to Doug too. Like to give you a peek behind the curtain, I have talked to him. Like, man, should how, how do we walk this back? We went we went so strong on Scoot. If Brandon is the pick, we've we ru- we've people? ruined it. We we are inside access. Brandon will not speak to us um he will have security uh, yeah. usher us out of the arena <laughs> we went too hard doug it was it was so it was so short-sighted sick. i'm sick daddy i know God, wfnz is doing this too like my, my co-host wes i was like no i'm because i'm trying to bring it back wes won't let me i'm trying right. to say no brandon miller the vision's great the shooting's awesome i do worry about the the handle being a little wide he's like oh yeah. you think everybody's gonna steal it Oh, I just said he was good, but this is so. This is my just. This mm. is chaos. I, I just needed mm. to get here. You're totally right think, about that. I think the issue is the NBA should have made the draft lottery and the draft should be the same night. Oh, that you know that, that would be, we don't, that would be we have enough time to go. We don't have enough time to turn on anybody. We're, having, <laughs> like, we're just like surprised that whole night. Like, oh, we got the second pick. Oh, we're we're up in ten minutes. Everybody, we're up yeah. in. <laughs> well, I legit, I think that would be Mitch Kupchak's dream because I really feel like he makes the pick like f- ten seconds before the actual pick has to be made. Yeah. Mitch, then, Mitch, wake up! It's time to draft. <laughs> what? Huh? Okay. And then he's got like uh, he's got like three or four weeks of speculation that you know is not coming from him. 
Right. You know, like, you right, right. Mind up that night, why not? Let's get it over with. Let's all condense it to three months of speculation. Gavoni comes out with the one minute report that he's heard the Hornets are all in on Brandon Miller. Van Sam Amick <laughs> says, no, not so sure. Brent <laughs> Scoot Henderson, he's he's a guy that they're looking at right now. And then by the fourth minute, we actually have the pick come in. All right, Rod, <laughs> let, let's hear your best tandem nickname. OK, if Scoot Henderson oh. is the draft pick number two overall, what kind of nickname do you have for us if it's going to be Lamelo and Scoot in the backcourt for this team? Uh, just heads up, these nicknames are terrible. That gotcha. I came up with okay, uh, ours are too, or mine is. Uh, the first one is if they get Scoot, I and you know how Lamelo's been injured lately. I go Scoot in the boot. Um, <laughs> 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 I like that. <laughs> I do too. I like that. Scoot in the boot is fantastic. Uh, now Melo's not going to love that, but Melo no. might be a fan of that. You probably don't want to say that one out loud. That has to be inside baseball. No, that's good. Um, do you have another one for Scoot Lamelo, or is your that's, next one that's for my Brandon? Only Scoot? That's my okay. only Scoot Lamelo. So I've I've got a Scoot one. Mine's worse than that. So I'll make mm-hmm. you feel a little bit better. All right. So Scoot Henderson with the uh, with the G League. They're both playing the guard position. How about the Killer G's? I like mm-hmm. the Killer G like backcourt. You know you roll with those guys. Mistake. Is that fizzle or is that fire, Doug? I didn't hear no, any of I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I fizzled that one. I gave you the <laughs> oops, that's a bad mistake. Fair. That's fair. Did you have anything for Scoot and Lamello? I don't have anything. I'm playing okay. judge here. Oh, I'm in the middle. Oh, I'm in the middle wow. of you two. Wow. I uh, no, I'm I'm gonna be completely taking shots here. from without putting any any ideas in the pot. I see. That's uh, how it rolls. All right, that's how we roll here. All right, Rod, what's your what's your Brandon Miller Lamelo backcourt nickname? So I feel like they're both kind of skinny, you know. And uh, I know Lamelo's putting on some weight now. That he's been a pro a couple years, and Miller needs to put on some weight uh, over the next couple years. So I would go with, until he puts on the weight. Uh, Lamiller light. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah i'm gonna lose this one too i feel a lot better about this one all right so this one is a little bit jersey specific i also went with the skinny play so mm-hmm. when you roll with the city edition jerseys the mint city edition both are very skinny the thin mints when they roll out there <laughs> I, I like that one you're getting like the ac laugh too <laughs> all right so it's okay I'll, I'll roll with that one that's the only one i have so i so We'll roll with Scoot in the boot, LaMiller light, and then maybe when they have the city editions wearing those thin out there, Brandon, the thin mints, the thin I mints. I mean, all these, you know? All right. There we, there we roll. There we roll. I, I, I well, I'm into these, but I don't think that – I think we've come up with nicknames that the players will absolutely hate. They will not be into these. They will not. This is Kevin Durant. He hates every nickname. These guys will, will hate all of these nicknames. Yeah, that, it's for us. All right, that is the brilliant Rod Morrow. Find him on Twitter at Rodimus Prime. You can also check out his work on Game Theory. Check it out on HBO. You can still catch those episodes with Bomani Jones and listen to his podcast anywhere you get your podcast, The Black Guy Who Tips. He hosts that with his wife by the way at say dad again um it's an awesome one it's hilarious it's an award-winning podcast it's an award-winning podcast for a reason rod we appreciate it man awesome debut we'll have to do it again yes sir anytime man thank you and uh keep up the great work everybody thanks man really appreciate that once again rod morrow joining us here on it was it was funny because i was trying to say rod boone like uh, uh, rod charlotte hornets rod boone was like no you were trying to you were trying to avoid saying rod boone 
Yes, I was. I was trying to like, no, it's not Rod Boone. It's Rod Morrow on the Lockdown Hornets podcast after we've had Rod Boone on for so many times. So that was great stuff. Did want to remind everyone that this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. You can forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, and you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, but not only sport events, also concerts, comedy, theater, and even more than that. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can get images of your seat too before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive and and, and how clean the seat is it's important you don't want to get pictures of the seat to make sure that it's ready for you you know it's a great you don't want to sit in a dirty seat no one wants to do that buy tickets in a matter of (laughs) seconds two taps and you're set tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nba for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed a couple more segments to go locked on hornets Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. That was awesome, man. Having Rod Morrow on. Longtime listener. I want to say super fan, but it feels weird because he's so much more famous than we are, and he's so much <laughs> more important. <laughs> so it's it's what validates Fair. us, Doug. Rod's fandom alone is what validates us, and, and that's what makes me feel great. But no, everybody, the sickos out there, you sickos, you validate us. And Doug, it feels like everybody's acting real sicko-y-ish with this draft process. Whew. I mean, getting in the feels, right? I, you put up a poll on the YouTube community page on Lockdown Hornets, and it was a poll about, all right, where are we right now? Who do you want? You know, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, you know, decent amount of polls out there. But the comments more so, you're, you're seeing a trend with the comments among amongst the Scoot advocates and amongst the Brandon advocates. What is the trend that you see? Yeah, we're going to have to wait for the results of my scientific poll. Uh, So if you haven't uh, had a chance to vote, go to the Locked on Hornets YouTube community page and uh, make your voice heard. Is it going to be Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, trade the pick? I made that an option as well. I want to know where your head's at right now. But from the comments, you know, I think I'm seeing a couple of things. I, I think definitely more people are on the Scoot wagon than they are off the Scoot wagon, despite the fact that the mock drafts, are pointing towards Brandon Miller. I think people, I don't know what percent, I mean, we'll see what the poll says, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. 50-50. You know, I think it is more so in Scoot's camp still at this point. The other thing that I'm seeing is that everyone is feeling very strongly about either player. 
<clears throat> and I think that speaks to the importance of this pick. I think people understand that if the Hornets get this right, that it's going to set the franchise in a very good place for many years to come. And if they get it wrong, it's going to have the exact opposite effect. It's not going to have a neutral effect. It is going to set this franchise Mm -hmm. that is already borderline, if not already there, irrelevant. It's going to set them back even further. And they understand that it's all being made by a front office that may or may not be part of the future of this franchise, which I think it's an invisible tension that sits over all of this whole process. Mm -hmm. The final thing that I'm seeing, and I think this is the most interesting, is that it feels like people who like Scoot will will more readily admit that Brandon Miller would be a good pick. That, look, I, I like Scoot, but Brandon has some things that the Hornets need, whereas Brandon Miller fans are like, Scoot is trash, <laughs> and Brandon Miller absolutely needs the, the pick. But it is, uh, I, I most listeners that have been listening to this or watching this for a long time know that I'm a big fan of the Dan Levitard show, and uh, Dan always talks about this idea that there are two kinds of people in the world. One that uh, wipe, you know, when they're on the toilet, they wipe front to back or, or back to front. And neither camp can fathom how the other camp does the thing that they do, like how it even works. It doesn't make any sense to their brain. And that's a little bit of the sense that I get from some of the, the or a lot of the fans of both Scoot and Brandon Miller is they can't really see the perspective of the other side. Yeah, it's it's pretty opposite driven right now. Well, and this is because you have more on the line getting the second overall pick right in this kind of stake. Then it's not like, I mean, you might have had some people that hated Mark Williams or Jalen Duran or whoever at 13 or 15, but you up the you up the stakes here big time when you move up to number two overall. Here's something I, I wanted to talk about, too, just with the evaluation process, because I heard David Cobb, who is a college basketball analyst, I believe, for CBS, if I'm not mistaken. He was on WFNZ last week, and I think he was discussing something a lot of people feel if you are in the Brandon Miller camp and do not want Scoot. David mm-hmm. Cobb was talking about how raw Scoot is, and he was pointing to the shooting numbers, and then there was really nothing else that he pointed to. But mm-hmm. I do feel like if you can't shoot well, then you're already, boom, you're raw, just labeled as a raw prospect. And to me, it doesn't make sense to label Scoot like that when the guy is a good decision maker, pretty pretty high-level IQ when you're talking about pick-and-roll decision-making. Where else is it? Like, defensively, defensively, he could probably, you know, he's going to have to learn a lot more at the NBA level. But so is everybody that's going to get drafted. And so I don't know if he's any more raw in any other level than other players here and the shooting. I know he's got the ability to shoot, right? We've seen the form isn't broken by any means. The free throw percentage isn't awful. The three point percentage in the mid range needs to go up, but we'd love his mid range opportunity. I just feel like people will look at the 27% three point percentage, which somebody commented that we're not talking enough about it, dude. Everybody's (laughs) mentioning it. Like it's the number (laughs) one, it's the number one mentioned stat with scoot. Okay. Like we've mentioned it. Everybody shut up about it. Yeah. So clearly the, percentage is not there he needs to shoot better you would love to see that but just because he can't shoot well doesn't mean that he's raw like I feel like other people other fans feel that that way and that Brandon is this polished finished product that even has a higher ceiling than that and I don't see it that way no and and I think you're right the form doesn't look broken he did show the ability to not only uh, um, get a shot to go down but um, to actually make some space for himself he's got a number of 
dribble moves and, and escape moves and different things that he can create space, which is going to be super important oh, yeah. uh, because he is a little bit on the smaller side. The thing that I uh, get a little aggravated over is that the two things that, that people harp on with Scoot in, in the comments or, or just in general are the height at 6'2 yeah. and the shooting percentages. And, and what I would say is like, these would be the same people that would have passed on Donovan Mitchell for Malik Monk. Which is exact and 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 the the parallels are a little bit eerie because Malik Monk did have that forty burger against UNC that everyone pointed to and was excited about, and you know Brandon game. Miller had the forty burger <laughs> against South Carolina that that people won't shut up about, and so th- that's what I would say is like you would pass on Donovan Mitchell and and you would have been wrong in that draft and I think you're wrong in this draft. Yeah, I think Pete, look and Donovan could shoot like. A, a lot better at, at Louisville. Like he was, he was better, but, but there was still right quite, about, no, no, there's no doubt yeah. about it. And the percentages bear that out. Yeah. But, but at the same time, there were still, I remember that draft process no, there, and there people were like, concerns. I don't yeah. think that Donovan Mitchell's shooting is going to translate to the NBA. And they said the same thing about LaMelo and both uh, all those people were dead wrong. Yeah. I don't, the, the small thing, I, I, I get it with trying to lead a team to a championship. If he is your number one player. Okay. There's still work to be done for this Hornets franchise. You still need wings that are very good. You, you still need the complete picture. I under, understand that completely, but the whole, Oh, he's six two, disregard him at number two overall. Okay. Even Sam Vecini joined us and talked about how he doesn't like small players. He had three guys under six, three in his entire top 50, but doesn't that say something just about how good this guy is? Plus it's not like six, two players don't have any spot in the NBA when his wingspan is long enough. And he's also not going to be some turnstile. He's going to be hard to move because he's also so physically gifted. He's so strong. It's not like you're putting out the smallest guy. It's not Trey Young out there trying to defend point guards and taller shooting guards. Like this is someone that has a solid base. So yeah, this is this is to me. I completely agree with you. The shooting, the size, okay, like legitimate concerns. I'm not trying to say, oh no, he's great at everything. It's just we don't have to point to that and say, oh, he's raw. Never figured out in the NBA, which goes to your absolutism when talking about Scoot compared to talking about Brandon Miller. All I'm saying is just be careful in those comments because I am driving the Scoot wagon. I will pull it over and I will <laughs> kick you off and you will not get any of the complimentary snacks that are available in, oh. in the Scoot wagon. So just uh, watch Scooty out. Snacks? Scooty snacks? Scooty snacks. There are all yeah. kinds of Scooty snacks and you will get none of them because I will kick you off the Scoot. I, I'm watching. Just understand this. If you comment... I'm watching, and I will mm. kick you off. Also understand this. If you want on the scoot wagon, plenty of room. It's very spacious, very comfortable, lots of leg room, okay, on the scoot wagon, and you're you're welcome. And you're it's welcome because it's built time. for people that are 6'7", and a lot of the people are only 6'2", so there's <laughs> it's plenty of room. For, yeah. There's plenty of leg Brandon, room. Well, it's built for Brandon Miller fans, yeah. Uh, 100%. On. All right, let's move on. Coming up next <laughs> on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Oh, no, I wasn't ready. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. We can wait a little bit. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. There's that beautiful graphic and that beautiful sound of Eric Collins' voice. We're going to talk a little bit more about you sickos. We will start to rummage in the sicko satchel a little bit more to end us here. But this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And Bird Dogs are a company that gives you the best, comfortable, most fit, 
most versatile pants and shorts out there. It's all about the fit, the comfort, the versatility. You can look better and feel great wearing bird dogs. Their stretchy fabric makes legs look fantastic and they're comfier than other shorts and pants. They give you the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course, to a meeting, to a date, or hanging out with friends, or even doing a podcast. Do you have your bird dogs on now or are you washing them, Doug? Oh, I have them on right now. I have two pairs Wait. on. I have both my pairs of bird dogs. I'm I'm double I'm double dogging it. I'm I'm sorry. I said one pair of pants to any of those events. You can wear both. It's okay. Sure, why not? You can absolutely do that. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. When you enter promo code locked on NBA too, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. One more segment to go, locked on Hornets. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, one more segment. We'll finish it out here with a sicko satchel reference. Do we have the intro ready, Doug? Yeah, 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 I do. But before we get to that, okay. uh, which I have to actually pull up. Okay. But before we get to that, I wanted to read one other comment that wasn't in the sicko satchel, but I thought was interesting to this conversation, which is from Sounds of Tatro is the username. And this comment says, this whole thing is just being milked at this point. I guess referring to the conversation that we have with Sam Vecini. If the Hornets don't trade the pick, Scoot is on the team. It's that simple. Please move on to other picks. The Hornets have a ton of draft capital. So sounds of Tatro. Mm -hmm. Really, he wants to hear about Seth Lundy or he is out of here. (laughs) He was like, you know what? I think Sam... I, I can't stand the scoot talk, but he was on to something with Omax Prosper. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, Amari Bailey or I'm unsubscribing. I love that. I think uh, this is actually Mitch Kupchak's burner account. I hope it is. I hope he's just like he is st- totally locked so into good. scoot and he wants more intel from us about the 27th pick to, so that he can figure <laughs> out what to do. And he's got three second rounders, which is a dream for Mitch Kupchak. Yeah. Uh, this is oh, it. No, so sounds of Tatro. I'm not for, buying yeah. it. I'm not buying sounds of Tatro. I think that is Mitch Kupchak's burner. All right. Thank you, Mitch, for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Draft scoot. Do the right thing. Um, <laughs> what is the first question? We might only have time for one. What's the, uh, what's the question you want to oh, roll boy. with here first? A part of the sicko satchel. Doug. Yeah. Big pressure now that there's only time for one. I mean, I think uh, I like Billy Bob here. What are some realistic goals the Hornets should aim for next season? Uh, that's that's a pretty sick question uh, to really get down to the realism of it. Because, to, 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 see, I think you would be uh, probably better off just fantasizing about the Hornets. But I think it's super sick to try to get down to realism, to, to understand that this team is not going to achieve uh, the highest goals that you have that you can imagine right. – um, you want to get down to the realism of it. So, Billy Bob, you truly are sick. Well, no, that is a good question because we've answered this pre-lottery. We have not answered it post-lottery. And when we were answering it pre, we had the high hopes of possibly getting Wimby, and it almost happened. But, of course, here they are with the number two pick. So, with Wimby, the question was, is it fair to expect or ask for a postseason berth, a top six seed? I don't I don't think that's on the table anymore. I, I, well, 
I shouldn't say that. It's not impossible, right? I just don't think that's what I expect from this squad with the number two pick starting alongside LaMelo because I do think there's a real shot that a Terry Rozier or Gordon Hayward maybe gets traded at the deadline. So I don't know how different this roster is going to look even as it transforms as the season goes on. Because, Doug, to me, I don't – yeah, if you're making a win-now move, does that involve trading Terry Rozier? Because I – I'm not sure that it does. I think anybody wanting to take Terry on, it's, it's what Zach Lowe is talking about too. Like when you have two teams trying to do the, do the exact same thing, win now moves, same objectives, it's kind of hard to find another partner to make a trade alongside that because you're getting rid of a piece that might help you win now. And so is the other team. I guess the way to make that work is a different position. But if the backcourt is already full, if Scoot is on the squad, right? And then you're talking about Mark Williams already being the center. It doesn't mean there aren't any other positions to go for. But to me, yeah, I I just think I'm not, for me, I'm not reaching for a top six spot. That's not what I'm expecting. But I do want to play in appearance. I would like a play in appearance this year. I don't think a top 10 seed is too much to ask for, even with the second overall pick playing heavy minutes, probably. That has to be the goal. Yeah. To, To play after the regular season has to be the goal. It's probably probably the most realistic goal. I mean, I'm going to put, you know, an away game play in as a realistic goal. Anything above that, I I think, would be overachieving for uh, a roster that hasn't uh, really achieved all all that much in in their tenure. So and and they have to you know, I think a realistic goal is winning a play in game, you know, not (laughs) maybe a realistic goal is not getting absolutely shellacked. (laughs) In a playing game, maybe you lose by two or three instead of. This is our sicko nature coming out right now. Oh that's our God. goal. <laughs> don't don't get beat by thirty in a play-in game. That's the goal. That's the real. No, I, no. Listen, in the in all seriousness, I think this team has to get to the play-in, and I think they do have to win a game. Now, you know, if if they win one and then lose to get knocked out of the play-in, I think you'll see us making some excuses for the team at that point, trying to rationalize it in our heads. Uh, if, uh, but if, if they lose, yeah. Yeah. If it's not a blowout, right. But if they lose that, if they get into the play in and they've got the away game and they lose the first one and they're out, then, you know, something has to, something significant has to change at that point, but you're right. It's difficult to answer any of these questions because this is not a settled roster. This is not be. a team w- with a particularly settled plan mm-hmm. to win. You know, I mean, we're expect we all we can do is expect them to win, but we don't really know because there hasn't been years of setup to understand what the plan truly is. We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants at this point, hoping that they get the second pick right, hoping that they can find someone to take Gordon's Hayward's contract and hopefully add assets mm-hmm. short term or long term to this team. You know, there there's a lot of decisions to be made after the draft. And all of that, you know, to say, like, I would love for this team to understand, hey, we've got the second pick. That could be game changing. Let's go after this thing right now. Let's get into free agency. Let's dust it up. Let's trade some of these contracts. Let's move some pieces around. It's tough to expect that when there hasn't been any history of that, unfortunately. Um, All right. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen today. Make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Have a great rest of your day. A great 
weekend, actually. Goodness gracious, it's already Friday. Long Have weekend. a great weekend. We'll be back with you Monday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.